Hello, and welcome to the Christ Church Cathedral Podcast. This is the sermon from our past Sunday, recorded live from the cathedral. We hope these words will really speak to your heart and mind. May the words of my lips and the meditations of all our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. Aren't you pleased to be seated? We ask folk what the big splashes in church land are, chances are they'll come up with a couple, Christmas and Easter. In fact, there are not just two big splashes in our calendar, there are three. And the third is today, the day of Pentecost. Today we are celebrating the outpouring of the Spirit upon those huddled disciples. The rush of a violent wind, the Tongues of fire are lighting on their heads. It's why bishops wear pointy hats. They symbolize that flame. And the din of different languages being spoken, as we heard in our first reading this morning. Now, this outpouring of the Spirit on the day of Pentecost is not only about God making God's presence known in a very dramatic way. It's about God creating community. Through the giving of the Spirit, God creates a community. A community of believers whom the Spirit then empowers to go out into the world to spread the good news of Jesus Christ in both word and action. So today we're thanking God for the gift of God's Spirit, the Holy Spirit, And we're celebrating the birthday of the church, this ragtag community of believers whom God commissions to live and proclaim God's love for all of creation through what we do and through what we say. Today is the day on which the church was born. Now, as I said, today is even more special because we're welcoming Noah into the church through the waters of baptism. Today, God joins Noah to his son and gifts Noah God's Holy Spirit, that same spirit that fell upon the disciples 2,000 years ago in Jerusalem. So on this day of Pentecost, the birthday of the church, the day when Noah receives the sacrament of baptism, What can we say about this Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit? Well, I might say first that talk of God's Spirit often makes Anglicans nervous, and probably with good cause. We're not known as the frozen chosen for nothing. Luke, who wrote the book of Acts, makes it clear to us that the Spirit is not someone we can control or corral. Luke portrays the Spirit as the power of God, like a fierce burning wind that blows the church into new and unexpected places. And of course, such a picture of the Spirit disturbs us. Who knows where the wind is going to take us? We may find ourselves in 
unfamiliar territory as we do now, clinging only to an assurance of God's grace. Little wonder we get antsy about the Holy Spirit. Now, Will Willimon, one-time chaplain at the Duke Divinity School, tells the story of a student emerging from the Duke Chapel after the Pentecost service. The servant, this uh, student greeted Will Willimon. Oh, thanks for, for such a strong sermon today, chaplain. God really spoke to me today. Well, Will Willimon asked him delightedly, well, that's great. Uh, how was my sermon helpful? Well, the student replied, um, well, your sermon gave me the guts to call my dad and tell him I'm not going to law school. If he doesn't like it, he can take a hike. Willimon responded hesitantly, for goodness sake, don't tell him where you were at 11 o'clock this morning. The point Willimon makes is that what was going on in the life of this young man was not Willimon's doing. Somehow, the Holy Spirit was at work in the student's life through what Willimon had said. And that's because the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of the living God, which can take us and may take young Noah to places we would never have dreamed of if we were left to our own, own devices. I, I said at the early service, I bet our deacon, the Reverend Dr. Rob Jones, could never have imagined as a boy that he would be in Hamilton serving his curacy as an Anglican ordinand. So this theme of the Holy Spirit proceeding unsettling us, disrupting us, taking us to places we would never have dreamed of going, reverberates through the reading of Acts. You may recall the story. It's Pentecost, one of the three command performances for Jews back in the day. The Feast of Pentecost, or weeks, or Shavuot, as it is known in the Old Testament, signaled the wind-up of the Spring Harvest Festival. For the Jews, the Feast of Pentecost not only signaled an ending, the conclusion of the Spring Harvest celebration, it was the beginning of the preparation for the Fall Festival of Booths. As one commentator puts it, this was a pregnant time in the life of the Jewish calendar for the people of God. Or to put it more graphically, Pentecost signaled the end of gestation and the beginning of birth. So for us today too, Pentecost is not only a time of completion, the closing of our annual Easter festival of 50 days when we rehearse God's mighty act in raising Jesus from the dead. Pentecost is also a time of anticipation, the launching forth into something which is still coming into being. So Pentecost signals our moving into a new way of being together, even as we wait expectantly for its fulfillment. 
And we've been promised this new way a couple of times already in the book of Acts. In the first chapter, Jesus tells his disciples, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Well, at Pentecost, God delivers on this promise. The Jews had all gathered in Jerusalem for their feast of Pentecost or weeks, as I mentioned earlier. Suddenly, there's this roar from heaven, like the howling of a fierce wind. It fills the house where the disciples are. And there's something like flames descends on each of them. And filled with the Holy Spirit, these disciples start babbling in all different languages as we heard in our first reading. Now here's what I find fascinating. Pentecost heals division and draws folk together. And goodness knows, do we need healing of division and being drawn together today? Pentecost heals division and draws folk together not by imposing a single language that everyone has to get on board with. I mean, you may have heard, it was years ago, um, this, this effort to promote Esperanto as the international language. So Pentecost brings us together not by mandating Esperanto, but by forming this new multilingual community. A community where all manner of language is spoken. A community where no one is excluded from the touch of God's exuberant grace. And that community is called the church. As Willerman reminds us, when the church baptizes us, as Noah is going to grow to learn, the church obliges us to learn a new language. And that language is the language of the stranger. So what it means is that our life together here at 252 James North is not about people we don't know getting on board with us. It's about us befriending people we don't know. Getting to know their lives. Getting to know what they value. Getting to know how they communicate. It's about us learning their language. And so through baptism, as Noah's going to experience shortly, we become a people of peace sent out into this crazy, divided world. And as the Spirit sends us from here out into our neighbourhoods and out into the world, we're forced to learn the language of people we don't yet know. We learn their language so that we can communicate to them this amazing message that God is a God who is with us. And God is not only a God who is with us, but a God who is for us. So, so part of Noah's growth in Christ 
will be about learning the language of people Noah doesn't yet know. Whoever those people Noah doesn't yet know, might, might know are in his life. So following Christ, the journey that Noah commences on this morning, Pentecost reminds us, is not about people we don't know learning our language, who we are and what we do. It's about us learning the language of people we don't yet know. Engaging with Jamesville. Finding out what's happening in the lives of our neighbours, what they value, what resources they have, where their needs lie. Discovering who they are and what's important to them. Learning their language. That we can listen to what God is saying to us through them. That's the good news, as scary as it can be. Pentecost ain't over. In fact, one commentator reminds us that the church lives in a permanent Pentecost. This Holy Spirit descending upon us right where we are at. Communicating God to us in ways that we can understand. that we can be drawn together in all of our breathtaking diversity. And the Holy Spirit is the one who unsettles us, disrupts us, takes us right here at the cathedral to places we'd never dreamed of going. So that God's vision, God's vision unleashed in the life and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, God's vision of new life, sudden, unmerited, irresistible new life for all people and for all of God's creation might move through us just one small step closer. In the name of the Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. This podcast is a production of Christ Church Cathedral. Audio editing and original theme by Eduardo Farias. We hope you join us again soon. Have a blessed day.